Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about turkey hunting gear. What do you need to go into the woods to hunt turkeys using a variety of different turkey hunting styles? So the first one I'm going to cover is going to be a more active turkey hunting style. You're going to be moving around, you're going to be changing locations, you're going to be listening, you might be walking, you might be running and gunning, you might be doing active recon, but it's a more active style. Now, turkey hunting happens in the spring. We're all talking about spring gobbler here. Fall turkey hunting, that is another, that's another series of episodes later in the year. But for spring turkey hunting, you've got this phenomenon where you got cold mornings and then you got warm, possibly even hot middays. So the kind of gear that you wear really has uh, needs some versatility to it. But in my style of turkey hunting, I mean, you're essentially dressing from before the sun comes up until 10 a.m. You might stay out until noon, but you can't dress for noon temperature. You got to dress for early morning temperature. So first things first, you need camo, full camo from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Well, to at least your ankles, you need camo. Camo boots are not required. It's helpful, but a good brown or black boot, you'll be all right. You need camo pants. You need camo jacket. You need camo gloves. You need camo hat. You need camo face mask, guard, veil, shroud, something. You got to be decked out in camo. Uh, back in the day, they used to use a lot of camo face paint. We've got great camo face shrouds now. You don't really need the paint anymore unless you'd rather go without it. I've got heavyweight shrouds. I got lightweight shrouds. So whether it's hot or cold, I can wear something that's appropriate. 
Uh, gloves, it, it's not that if you're going to wear gloves, they should be camo. You need to cover your hands with camo. So when I go out, I, I usually have a very, very light pair of camo gloves. I mean, they do very little for warmth, but they're actually for warmer hot weather hunting. And then I might have uh, some heavier camo gloves that I can wear in addition to or instead of the light ones. So you got to have camo. You, 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 everything's got to be camo. Turkey's eyesight is pristine and they're going to be getting within 30 yards of you. So at 30 yards, you know, at 150 yards, you can get away with some stuff. Deer hunting with a rifle, you could get away with some stuff. Turkey hunting, though, they can see this full spectrum of colors. Orange is not a good idea at all. Uh, in some states, I understand you have to wear orange while moving, but then you can usually take it off or you can put an orange band on a tree or something. Do that. Don't have orange on your body if in any way you can help it for spring tur turkey hunting. You got to be decked out in camo. Have I made my point? I hope I have. They can see really good. They can see movement really good. They can see non-movement really good. So you need to be prepared for that. You need to be completely covered in camo, something that's a smart pattern for the type of woods and location that you hunt in. So how do you dress? What I like to do is dress light, um, depending on where I'm hunting. So for the active style of hunting, I usually dress light. I will put on maybe uh, a pair of long johns, maybe a light pair of fleece pants, and then my, my over camo pants, which aren't very heavy. Uh, I can sort of dial them up or back. If you've got a nice pair of heavy pants, then maybe just a pair of long johns underneath would be fine. Um, in terms of upper body, I recommend, you know, I usually go with a, uh, some long johns, and then I might wear a fleecy or just a long sleeve shirt and then either a camo jacket or a camo coat, depending on you know how cold it's gonna be. Some spring mornings can be below freezing, some could be 55, 60 degrees. So you need to have some variability with gear that you can make some adjustments there. When it comes to boots, this is a big one. If you're gonna do an active style of hunting, you need boots that are, are comfortable, that you can cover ground in, but that are robust enough to let you trek up hills and through rocks and so on, but not so heavy and insulated that you get worn out trying to walk any distance. I like to just imagine that I'm going to walk five miles or ten miles, five to ten miles any day that I go out turkey hunting. I may not. In fact, very many, most of the times I haven't walked that far, but I like to be prepared as such in case, you know, that's the, that, that's what works that day that I'm able to, to cover some ground. So what I recommend for footwear is you wear a, a, a robust but light boot, non-insulated with a nice wool sock and then a toe warmer. Um, and I've done an entire episode about hand and foot warmers in the past. You ought to go back and listen to that. That'll really help you here. This is one of the very few times of the year where I recommend you actually get and use the stick-on toe warmers. Um, you can you literally just peel an adhesive backing off. You put them right on the top of your toes, over your sock, of course. Put your foot in your boot. Reason being, with a light sock and a light shoe, you can you've got good mobility you can cover a lot of ground 
your feet aren't going to be too tight, your boot's not going to be too stiff, and then that, that toe warmer, which only lasts, let's just be honest, about four hours, maybe five hours tops, is perfect because it's going to be cold really only in the morning, so you only need it for those first few hours. Then after that, it starts getting hot or warm, and you don't need the toe warm anymore, which is great because it just dies out. So that's sort of the perfect time of year to use those toe warmers. And then you got to have uh, something on your head. Again, beginning of turkey season, some days are real cold. And then the end of turkey season, sometimes it's real warm. So you got to have something that you can put over your head. Um, what I recommend doing is getting one of those like uh, a ski mask type thing. Ones that go over your head and just sort of have a little uh, area for your eyes. And you can peek your nose out if you want to. Um, wear that when it's cold and then a camo shroud over that what that's going to do for you that's helpful is it's going to cover your neck and your ears and everything and you add your camo hat and your camo shroud on top of that and that'll keep you real warm while at the same time it will completely block any skin from showing if it's too warm for that they make some nice camo hats that have a shroud built onto them uh, and I like to use those sometimes. So you put the hat on and it's got a shroud. It literally covers your entire head. The shroud goes down into your neck and there's just a little eye area. You can't see the hand motions that I'm making over my eyes to show you what it looks like. But you can see through it with your eyes. And it's very lightweight. I mean, you can breathe right through it. The wind goes right through it. Um, you will. It, it, it does very. It pretty much does nothing to keep you warm. But it totally covers you in camo and it's very helpful. Uh, so you've got some set up for when it's warm, some for when it's cold. You know, some mornings it might be 40 degrees at 5 a.m., but then it might be 60 by 9.30 or 10. Uh, that can happen in turkey season. It's a crazy time of year. So you may want to pack just some, some variable gear in your pack just so when it gets hot or you start trekking up hills and you get hot, you can swap things out for something cooler and be comfortable. Uh, and of course, you ought to have a camo backpack to, to put your stuff in. Um, now, when it comes to turkey hunting, there is some specialized gear. Uh, a turkey vest is, you, is, is pretty much the, the hub of all of it. Now, I'm going to do an episode in the future and talk just about turkey vests. Um, but I absolutely believe in them. I've hunted for years without a vest, and then I've hunted with a vest. And I can tell you, with is drastically better, more convenient, more streamlined, uh, makes everything easier. But you don't need one to start, right? So in this episode, I'm not saying you ought to go out and buy a turkey vest. Um, you can get them usually starting anywhere from $40 up to you know, 120 for a, for a decent one, and they make some that are even more expensive. But you don't need to. You don't need that to start. Um, some people don't use them at all. In fact, I know some great legendary turkey hunters that don't use turkey vests, and then I know some other legendary turkey hunters that have designed and built their own vests so they could have exactly what they wanted. So there's people on both sides of the fence. I'm going to tell you straight up, turkey vest is a good idea. You should have one, but you don't need one to start. You don't need to invest that money there. Uh, you need to find out if you like it, if you enjoy it. And then once you get out there and you do some turkey hunting, you'll get a sense for what kind of a vest might help you. Um, like I said, there's a lot of different kinds. When I was looking for a vest, 
uh, since I'd hunted for years without one, I knew exactly the kind of features that I would find helpful and ones that I knew I'm not going to use that that doesn't fit my style. So get some experience first. See if you really want to pursue this kind of hunting. And then if you want to invest some money to get better gear, that's a great place to do it. So I'm going to do an episode about that in the future. But vests are a good idea. They got good places for you to put your calls, for you to put extra shells, for you to put all kinds of stuff. So I recommend it, but you don't need it to get started. What you should have, though, is a a coat, an overcoat or over jacket with some pockets in it because you're going to have a bunch of calls. Uh, You're going to have a slate call, box call. You might have a mouth call. You've got 10 other different kind of calls you might have with you, and you got to have a place to put them. Now, when you first get started, you're not going to have that many kinds of calls. Um, but, and again, I'm going to do an entire episode just on calls in the future because you just can't fit all this stuff into one episode. There's too much to talk about. But you're going to have to have some turkey calls. You're going to have to have some extra shells. You're probably going to want to have uh, just some basic stuff, your hunting license, some water, so forth and so on. So... Uh, a vest works good for that, or you need to have some uh, a jacket with some outer pockets. Uh, maybe if you got cargo pants on, some cargo pockets could be helpful for you. They make camo cargo pants, of course, it'd have to be camo. Um, but you need to have some pockets in order to accommodate your stuff. Some people just throw everything into their backpack. That doesn't work for turkey hunting. I mean, you could throw your water bottle and your lunch and an extra hat and some some stuff in a backpack. That's good. That's what I do. I bring it with me. But when it comes to stuff you need to access while you're hunting, that's too much movement, too much noise, too many zippers. You need to have stuff that you can just pull out with little to no movement and little to no noise. So you you have to have some pockets. Uh, Moving on from there, then you've got to have... Uh, something to sit on. This is a big one. Now, I guess old school, and I'm be honest, I don't think this ever happened, but old school people say, oh, they just go out and sit on the ground next to a tree for half the day or whatever. That just doesn't work. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in the woods. I don't know if you've ever sat on a tree. That sucks. After half hour to an hour, two hours tops, I mean, your back hurts, everything hurts. I mean, it's just a miserable experience. You can't just go out and sit on the ground or sit on a a root next to a tree for half a day just without anything down. That's terrible. Ask me how I know. I learned this the hard way. I went out my first time turkey hunting and my second time turkey hunting, and I was like, okay, I need a plan because this is not working. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, 
It's just not a good experience. You need something you can sit on. So what I recommend you do, you can get a little a hunting cushion. Um, they make them for tree stands. They make them for the ground. Just literally a light little cushion that you can um, get a carabiner and just clip to your backpack or strap onto your backpack. Or sometimes they've got a strap you can put over your shoulder. And then whenever you go to sit down, you just put that cushion down. They make ones that sort of fold open so you can have a pad for your back as well. I recommend getting something like that. Um, those You can get something for 10 bucks, 20, 30 bucks for a nice one. You could spend even more on an amazing one. The nice thing about a good turkey vest is that they've got cushions built in. There's a seat cushion that's held up on the back usually with a magnet. And whenever you go to sit down, you just fold that cushion down and you just sit right on it. And the vest in the back has a strip of padding right up the middle for your back leaning against the tree. So your seating is built into your vest, which is, I think is the nicest fit feature, the nicest function of a turkey vest is you don't have to play with the seat. You've always got one with you. Uh, what I tend to do is get into the woods, put my find a, a home base point where I'm gonna start the morning and then sit down, put my backpack there, and then I may not pick the backpack up again until I leave to go home. It really depends on where I'm hunting, what's going on, what happens next. I may just leave the backpack there. I may come back to it for lunch. Um, it all depends on where I'm at and where I'm going. So I usually take the backpack into the woods with me, but I don't usually carry it around with all my hunting. I've got my vest, which has my seat built in, and it's just a nice, compact, convenient setup. Sometimes when I go hunting, depending on where I'm going, I may not take a backpack at all. Just because if I'm going to cover a lot of ground and I don't know where I'm going to set up, then I may not even take the backpack with me. It all depends. So uh, just something to think about. But you have to have something to sit on because you're going to be sitting and it's got to be something easy. Um, my first year, I think it was turkey hunting. I've, first or second year... I found these amazing folding turkey chairs. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'll try to include a link to that in the show notes at newhuntersguide.com for this episode, along with a seat cushion and some other things. Um, but an amazing folding chair. I mean, just so comfortable. And these turkey chairs, when you sit in it, you're like two inches off the ground, right? You're super low. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're better than a lawn chair. They're just a really nice chair with a really nice mesh, great curvature to it, folds up. You can carry it with you. Just genius, pure genius. You can sit in one of these chairs seemingly forever. Um, I don't use it anymore. <laughs> Ironically, it's so comfortable. It's so perfect. But the way I hunt and where I hunt now, I don't use it anymore because it's too heavy and I'm too mobile. That chair weighs uh, folded up somewhere close to 10 pounds. So if I'm going to throw that on my back with a shotgun and a backpack and a turkey vest, it's just too much. Um, it's just too bulky and it's too heavy. But that's because I'm hunting nowadays more active with more movement. If I was going to go somewhere and set up for the whole morning because I got a small piece of land or just a small area that uh, is promising and it's unlikely to move or I don't have enough acreage to move, then that chair is absolutely perfect. You just carry that in in the morning, set it up. You can sit on that chair more comfortable for longer time than anything else. Uh, it's absolutely genius. 
But my current hunting setup and where I hunt, I, I haven't used it. I don't in the last couple seasons even. So uh, that's something to be aware of. That chair, I'm trying to remember what it costs. Of course, it'll be in the description. I, I want to say it was something like 40 bucks, 45 bucks. Um, price has probably changed some over time. You guys can click, click through from the show notes to, to see. But, you know, it wasn't that expensive. It was relatively modest, um, very high quality, very durable, very strong little piece of equipment. But perfect for a sitting uh, one place, whether it's a blind sit or a scouting sit. Uh, excellent piece of machinery for something like that. Uh, better than a turkey vest, better than a, full, uh, a cushion to sit on. That's exactly what you want if you've got to sit in one place all day. Again, I don't use it anymore, but who knows? Maybe next hunting I'll, I'll do a few spots where I've got limited acreage and I might. I've, it's, a, it's a coveted piece of equipment that I have. I just haven't used it in a while because it depends on your style of hunting. I tried at first to use that for running and gunning and for active recon, but I just it was just so much weight and bulk and just the noise of it clanking around with everything else I was carrying for that kind of hunting I realized okay a turkey vest is all you need or a foam cushion is all you need you need something that's light and quick and you can fold out so forth and so on so to recap you guys need all camo you need from head to toe you need to be mobile you want to be able to to, to get up and cover some ground. You want to stay warm in the morning, but not overdress. Hand warmers and foot warmers can work great for that. Uh, I should mention, if you're just going to sit all day, if you've got, you know, two acres of property you can hunt on and there's one spot you can set up, um, then yeah, you probably need to dress warmer. You probably need to dress more like you're dressing for deer hunting because you're just going to sit in the cold. And if it warms up, that's good, but chances are if you're just sitting, you won't warm up much with it before noon. So you need to dress extra warm if you're going to be hunting that sort of a style. Um, so that's worth noting. Yeah, make sure your face is covered. Make sure your head's covered. Make sure your hands are covered. Something I like to do is I have uh, a nice pair of those sort of uh, cut-off fingertip glove mitten things. Um, so the mitten part folds back and there's a little magnet that holds it back and it's just sort of a, a heavy fleecy glove, but your fingertips stick out through it. And then if it gets real cold, you can fold the mitten over and keep your whole hand warm, including your fingertips. I love to use those. Uh, I find that, that it, just because it heats your hands so good, your fingers still stay warm in average temperature. And then what I'll do is if it's really cold, I'll take my light glove uh, just my real light camo glove and I put that on and then I put that into the fleecy glove So my fingers are still camoed and they've got the light glove on them And then I can just pull off the the heavy fleecy glove mitten thing um, Later on in the day if it gets warmer or after I'm doing some walking and I've got some versatility there So just some different styles different techniques you want to make sure that you can work your trigger uh, easily and effectively so just wanted to throw that out there as well and speaking of triggers we're going to do an entire episode on firearms and ammunition again you just can't pack all of this into one episode i'm already going longer than i was hoping to so hope that's helpful for you guys uh, again you don't have to spend a ton of money on gear 
You just have to make sure you get some good camo outerwear. Walmart is a great place to get some of this stuff. You know, hats, face gear, some outer shell layers, um, places like Big Lots and uh, Ollie's and other discount sort of stores. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you go to your big box stores and your, your outlet and re, or your, your retail stores to get gear until you've decided that you're into this style of hunting and you want to pursue it and you want to invest in it because that gear is going to run you more money. Uh, it's probably going to be higher quality in a lot of cases, but I, I don't recommend you just go out and spend a ton of money just to get started and try it, which is why I don't recommend you start with getting a turkey vest and all these other things. There's cheap ways to do it. I'm going to give you guys some cheap options when it comes to turkey calls. I'm going to give you guys the most cost-effective options when it comes to uh, firearms and ammunition. So you guys can get out there and get started as cost-effectively as possible. And then if you want, if you like what you're doing, if you want to invest in it more, then I'll give you the path on, on how you can go a little further, how you can get better equipment and gear. But the number one thing, most important thing, if you hear nothing else, hear this, go outside and get into the woods. Even if your gear is not perfect, get into the woods and hunt some turkeys. Uh, I told you guys in a previous episode, first turkey I ever called in, called him within 10 feet of me. I'm standing on a road, just walking and calling with the first call I ever got just to see if it works. Bird pops out of the bushes 10 feet away. I don't know who was more startled, me or him, but I totally could have taken his head off uh, right then and there. And I had no camo on at all. I think I was wearing blue jeans, right? So there's you can there's things you you can make it work. There's things you can do if you don't have perfect gear, but you won't make anything work. You won't get any experience unless you get into the woods, unless you go out there and you have an adventure and you give this thing a try. So do that, get some sunshine, get some fresh air, see what you like, see what you don't like, and then you can get more gear and invest more if that's what you want to do. Till next time, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go to the show notes at newhuntersguide.com. Please leave us a review, share this podcast with someone else who might be interested, and go get them in the woods.